Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Too Smart for This with me, Alexis Barber. So today I am elated to have on Olivia from Skinny Hangover. Olivia has been, I don't even know how to put it in words, like she's been so kind to me because she was the first person to promote my account when I was at like 200 followers, and she stood up for me in all the drama that went down on Instagram. She does a great job of having a balanced account and showing her true self and her true journey from being engulfed in diet culture to having this long-term moment of wanting to come out and then now being someone who's trying to manage looking and feeling their best while also not restricting and putting themselves in a box and making food something that she obsesses over. And the coolest thing we got to talk about is that she just released a 2021 planner. She worked so hard on this and I'm so happy that it's come to fruition because it's something that I think everybody can benefit from. And with her a personality, she did such a good job of putting into it everything that someone who's interested in self-development, self-love, self-care could want. So I'm so excited. Please check out her Amazon for the planner in the link in her bio at Skinny Hangover on Instagram. And please enjoy this conversation we had and have a wonderful day yourselves. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I We were talking before we started recording. This is my first podcast ever, so if I sound rusty or weird, that's fine. <laughs> no, you do a great job of talking to your audience um, like a normal person, so I think that you will be fabulous. I try. I, it definitely took me a long time to get comfortable, and I'm sure I'll listen to this back and be like, oh my god, that's what I sound like. But Oh my god. Yeah, the first podcast I was on, obviously, like I wasn't really planning on being... <laughs> a person who talked to any sort of audience right. and um, I listened back to it and I was horrified at it, but it, I'm sure, I mean, other people liked it. So that's all that matters, I guess. That's so funny. But. And I, I actually like love your voice on your stories. I feel like it's so unique. So that's funny. Oh, We're all just hard on so ourselves. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I love yours, obviously. <laughs> okay. So the one question I like to ask to just get things started is what is the most life-changing thing you've learned in 2020? Oh my gosh. Um, probably how to buy a house, which is not Ooh. wellness related at all, but kind of is because I feel like I grew up a ton this year. Um, my husband and I bought our first house in Austin, Texas, and it's just like one of those big adult moments that I had no clue how to do, but I knew it was going to be coming at some point. And so, you know, it just kind of happened really fast and I learned how to do it. And I feel like that's something that I know now how to do for the future. So that's cool. That's so cool. Do you want to talk more about that, actually? Because buying a house is like such a massive thing, especially in this like past year. So like for you, um, you said it was a steep learning curve. Like when did you know it was time to to change? 
Yeah. So I think um, my husband and I have been married for a few years, a little over two years now, and we were living in the house that my parents owned. And, you know, I'd always just heard renting wasn't great. And, you know, you can invest your money in a home and we really wanted to own something, but it just felt like this big daunting thing. And, you know, we're not millionaires and we live in a, a really expensive city and we just mm-hmm. felt like it could never happen. But when we kind of like sat down and really looked at things, we were like, okay, I think we could actually do this. And that was something that was huge for me was just to understand, you know, how easy, not easy, I don't want to say easy, but it was easier and more attainable than I expected. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just started looking, we hooked up with a realtor who had um, been in our lives previously, and she brought us to a few houses and we fell in love with one and put an offer in, it got accepted within like three days and we just started moving forward. So super happy here. And I feel like it, it happened at a good time because, you know, 2020, I'm literally in my house almost every hour of every day. And so being in a space that I love is so important to me. Um, So yeah, super happy. That's amazing. And it's honestly such a big accomplishment too. And I'm so proud of you um, as a side. We've loved. (laughs) I'm grown up now. You're a grown up and we've loved the house content, I'm sure, you know, so. (laughs) Well, that was another big thing that I was kind of skeptical of because, I mean, my whole, my account is called Skinny Hangover. Like my whole account is about wellness and health and figuring out, you know, how to be a healthy person in this day and age, you know, while also having fun. But a lot of my life is also not about that. And so, you know, when I was making the conscious decision to share about our house journey and, you know, all of my furniture shopping and all of the things that I love that don't really involve wellness, I was really nervous about, you know, how my audience would respond. But for the most part, I think people either liked it or left and didn't, you know, tell me they were leaving. So I I think, you know, I've just kind of learned this year to just really share whatever I feel like is important or fun rather than like boxing myself in. Right. I mean, I think that's a really important thing to touch on, too, is just like the niche I feel like we are we were both in disintegrated sort of this summer, you know, like it just sort of went out. It's went out of business. So for you, like what I guess we could just talk a little bit more about your journey of why you started your account where you are now and then like how you've transitioned and like kept a sort of mental stability as you've transitioned into this new like I guess, niche that you're in now? Yeah. Um, So I started my account in 2018. I was um, engaged and going to be married that fall. And I just, I had done it all. I had tried to lose weight on my own. I tried other like random diets. I was really, really thin when I was younger and in high school. And then, you know, the college classic like freshman 15 or 20 pounds hit me and not to say I was big by any means but I just felt like I never got back to the place where I was comfortable in my body Um, and then you know being an adult and trying to navigate the world with a full-time job and also making time to work out it just all kind of caught up to me and I felt really you know not great about my body going into my wedding and I was also in a place where I was going out every single weekend with my husband and our friends. And, you know, I don't regret that at all. And I still do that frequently, COVID aside. But I I felt like every Sunday morning I was waking up, just laying in bed, being like, oh, my God, I hate my body and I just want to be skinny and I'm so hungover. And, you know, that's not a, a super glamorous answer to how I got my account name, but it's it's true and it's a part of my story. And so 
I had heard about this um, diet called F factor and I wanted to um, learn more about it while also kind of documenting my journey. And I was noticing that I felt more motivated to like go to the gym when I was posting a picture of myself there, which is so vapid, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the truth for a lot of you know, yeah. girls our age. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of fun for me. And so I just decided to make an account. And at first I just told like, you know, a few of my close friends and I had like 40 followers for a long time. And I just was documenting myself following this um, diet and, you know, also doing workouts and stuff leading up to my wedding. And I was, you know, sharing how I was kind of trying to lose weight and tone up for my wedding. Um, and so the wedding passed and we got married and, you know, everything was good. And I was still kind of loosely following the diet for a bit and then would, you know, hop back on and get strict with it again. Um, and it just kind of ebbed and flowed for about six months after that. And I really just didn't know what the point of my account was at that point, but I liked, you know, sharing on it. And I was gaining a little bit of a following from other people who were following the same diet and making friends online. And, you know, it started to become something that was a big part of my every day, which I loved. But, you know, at the same time, I kind of had this weird feeling in the back of my head of like, I don't really need to be on this like strict diet anymore. Um, so I kind of tried to start feeling out what it would be like to not be on strict step one or, you know, not count every single meal. Um, and it was just a really slow process. And so before any of the the drama that you and I are both intimately familiar with. Um, I had pretty much stepped away at that point um, from the diet. And I was really just following the macro counting that I had gotten, you know, online. And I'm still kind of in this limbo place, but I'm definitely not dieting anymore. And I'm learning more and more every day, like how to actually eat um, not on a diet, which is tough. And I think a lot of people our age have similar struggles and women, you know, we go through these, these phases where we want to diet and we want to feel really good. But at the end of the day, we just want to be healthy. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Of course. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. And I appreciate just the honesty of it all. I mean, like we'd all known sort of in terms of your journey that like being on a strict diet is not something that needs to happen 24 seven. Um, and you are a great example of that. So I'm glad too, that like we all went through this collective realization that it's important to focus on being healthy as opposed to focus on like the count at the end of the day. And your account, I think, has done a really good job of like not only talking about the realities of wanting to feel good in your skin, um, which doesn't come with just doing whatever you want, um, but also like your lifestyle as a person. So I guess we talked a little bit about you buying a house in the beginning too, but for you, like what was it that sort of empowered you to start sharing beyond like those numbers and the gym photos and everything? Uh, and what inspired you to sort of bring your account to where it is today? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what kind of clicked in my brain, but I think I just, I get really um, excited about creative outlets like Instagram or, you know, even my Amazon page or anywhere where I can kind of pour my energy outside of my actual day job. And I felt like I was bored of myself just posting breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack. And, you know, oh, here's my workout for the day. And so I'd started kind of just incorporating a little bit more of my life slowly and talking about my dog and my husband and 
here's what we're doing this weekend. And then it slowly evolved into here's what I'm wearing. And, oh, I just bought this thing for my bedroom. And I really just have had to sit myself down and have a few talks and be like, okay, these people are either going to love you or not, and you can't make everybody love you. And so why not post what's fun for you? It's your page. Um, And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I think a lot of people, myself included, when they follow influencers, they want to know more about the person than maybe what they're trying to sell. Um, And my page is never about just selling something, but I like following people when I know, you know, who their husband is or, you know, where they're at for vacation and what they're loving, you know, podcasts, movies, whatever. And, you know, oh, I also like the food that they're recommending. Like it's almost a secondary thing to me. And I feel like I'm so much more connected to somebody who's making recommendations when I know more about their lifestyle. So that's kind of how I've taken that approach. That makes total sense. And you do such a good job of it. I love, I think like even for you, like you at your like baseline core, create great content and recipes and everything for your following. And you also show your lifestyle in a really relatable and fun way. So for you, what is, um, I guess like if anyone who's listening is interested in growing a following or is interested in influencers in general, like for you, what was the biggest thing to help your growth? Was growth even your goal at the time? And like for now, and then finally, like what's your big goal currently with your platform? Okay. I'm going to try to answer these in order. I know. So, I put uh, like five questions in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say my my biggest and something that you know gets regurgitated all the time on Instagram when people ask, oh, how do I grow a following is just make sure you are bringing something unique to the table and not just posting a glorified selfie because you think you look good. Like make sure you're providing value and content to people that, you know, they're going to take something from and they're going to want to share with their friends because that organic growth has really been the biggest thing for me. I, I feel like, you know, aside the obvious, you would never buy followers or, you know, enter in any shady giveaways or anything like that. But beyond that, I mean, the the baseline of Instagram, I think for, for true accurate growth is just being unique and being yourself and, and having a different kind of voice. There's, there's not too many people on the platform. There's always room for more, but you have to bring something special. Uh, Not that I think I'm anything special. I wake up every day and I'm like, how do I have, you know, even the amount of followers that I do. But I think, you know, Aside from those tips, I'd say something a little more tangible is make sure that you're posting pretty much every day or every other day. Um, Allie from Avo Queen said that recently on a podcast and it really resonated with me because at the end of the day, you're battling this algorithm that changes all the time and making sure you're in people's feeds is really important. And then I'd say, you know, really engage on your stories, make sure you're responding to people in DMs, make sure that you're, you know, changing up your content kind of frequently. I feel like it's just a game and there's not really any tip or trick other than using hashtags and tagging people and all all the things we already know. Right. Of course. Like there's like those tangible tips that are helpful. And then you just, I guess, like you said, like consistency is really truly a key here and being yourself and being unique. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, and I also... I will take like a little bit of a mental break sometimes or just you know, sometimes I catch myself like going to bed and thinking, okay, I'm not going to post on stories tomorrow until like noon because I just need a break. But then I wake up and I'm so excited to like talk to my audience that it, it rarely actually happens. And I think that that's just also, you know, part of cultivating a community of people that 
you enjoy interacting with because at the end of the day, you're the one who's in the DMs having to respond to them. Um, and then to answer your second question, I never thought I was going to have any sort of following. I started my account purely to you know, make it almost like a journal for myself. But then as I started to grow a little bit, I realized, you know, this is actually something that's really fulfilling for me, which is crazy because I have followed influencers for probably since the first one was created like 10 years ago. Like I know the ins and outs of influencer culture so well. I'm in all the Facebook groups talking about other influencers, but, you know, I think that that's also kind of helped me understand what to do and not to do. Um, and as I've grown, I've realized, you know, it's not even about how many followers you have, but just making sure that the audience you do have is, is there for the right reasons and they're super engaged with your content. So if you're, you know, you have 100,000 followers, but you're getting 500 likes on a picture, something's wrong and, and you know, your audience isn't connecting with you. So I'm pretty proud of the community that I've built because I feel like they're all people that I would go grab a cocktail with. And you know, mm-hmm. commenting and liking on my po- my posts and my photos because they genuinely like what I'm putting out there. And I think that's such a big thing to be proud of. I mean, like you do have genuine connections with the people who follow you, and it's it's so clear in your content and in your engagement. But how do you sort of, t- like you said, um, cultivating the community you have is more important to you than numbers? How do you not let the numbers sort of like get you down? Like this is something I personally have been like trying to move away from is like I feel like I've been stagnating at a follower count for a while and like I don't know how to get out of it. And I had I'm really trying to tell myself like, okay, the numbers are not what matters. Like you have this great community and you're in your DMs every single day. So for you, how do you sort of take that step back and not to not worry about it while also maintaining like the business and brand that you've built? Yeah, that's, it's something that's hard for me. And I think for every other content creator, no matter how big or how small you are, I remember when I had, I think like 5,000 followers, I was really frustrated because all these other smaller influencers that were in my little bubble were getting like PR packages from this one specific brand and I didn't get it. And I was just so frustrated and I'm like, what am I even doing? Nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. And I threw myself a little pity party on the internet. And Nicole, my friend from Lashes and Lemons, she actually um, kind of sat me down and talked to me about it and was just like, look, you may feel like 5,000 is nothing, but if you picture yourself in a room with 5,000 people, like that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people that are paying attention to you that like chose to click the follow button and haven't left. And so that's something that I play in my mind pretty frequently. Um, it's hard whenever you're stagnant for a while and you're like, okay, I'm going to do a crazy giveaway and like hopefully that'll get me a lot of followers. And you know, I think I'm guilty of that too. And that's totally fine. But I think at the end of the day, once you take a step back and realize you have any sort of platform at all, it's pretty cool. For sure. I mean, I I have to have that reminder with myself often. (laughs) I mean, it's a ton of people and now you've grown so much and you gave us obviously some incredible tips on like what you did and everything. And you've been such a great mentor to me in like I'm navigating this. <laughs> yeah, world. I remember when I DM'd you after one of your stories, and I was just like, "Girl, post whatever you want." Cause Literally, you're gonna get burnt out if you're posting things that you don't really care about, or they're just kind of secondary because you're trying to make people happy, and everybody sees through it. 
So I think, Mm. you know, for my kind of longer term goals for my quote unquote brand, I just want to make sure that I'm always staying true to myself. I feel like a lot of people on Instagram as they grow, they kind of, you know, pull the curtain down a little bit and they don't want people to see who they really are. And they just kind of keep it surface level with their, you know, like it links and, you know, that's really it. And they throw up a few stories and call it a day. But my goal is to always feel like I'm kind of your best friend in your pocket. That's such a cute way of saying it. You honestly are. You do a great job of that. That's a great branding moment that you've got going on. Thank you. A question I would have for you about that is um, how is more logistical. How do you manage having like a true full-time job and also having a second full-time job of like running this account? Like, I know it's, I know you're definitely working like more than 40 hours a week. So what it works for you? Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm doing this right now. It's pretty crazy to be honest. And I never, I hate when people are like, I'm so busy, look at me, but it's pretty wild when I, I think I'm going to look back on these years in five or 10 years and be like, how on earth did I do that? Because I'm working 40 to 50 hours a week for my advertising job, but also um, working, you know, pretty much full time on City Hangover, which is awesome. And I think it just comes down to me being really passionate about it. So I'll wake up earlier and, you know, DMs or I'll stay up on my computer like three hours later once I've left my real work to start on my skinny hangover work and answer emails and I think a lot of people don't understand how much work goes into being on Instagram and monetizing it in any way Um, and you you have to respond to emails and brands and you know provide content for them to approve well in advance and that all takes planning and um, I'm like crazy about my planner so it just kind of keeps me in check and make sure that I'm you know crossing off all my to-do list items for my real job, but then also for skinny hangover pretty much every single day. So I'm just, I'm just winging it at this point, but you know, again, it's because it's something that I'm so passionate about and I love it so much. It's really become kind of second nature to me at this point and I just want to do it on the fly or at lunch or whatever. I love that. I love that. So speaking of your planner, do you want to talk about the yes. way you plan and your upcoming so planner launch. So I just came out with, um, it kind of happened really quickly, but I worked with a publisher to create a 2021 planner because I post about my planner pretty frequently and I am obsessed with, you know, planners and organization and I'm always trying to kind of hack my life. And so I felt like there wasn't a perfect planner out there that had everything I wanted, which was kind of a combination of real life to-do list stuff and birthdays and anniversaries, but then also kept me in line from a health and wellness perspective. So, you know, making sure that I have a space to include my workout for the day or my meal plan for the week, um, setting an intention for the week or habit tracking for the month. So I created all of that in a planner. So it is available as of December 2nd on Amazon. It's super affordable. It's my first like product I've ever put out there. So I'm excited. It hasn't launched yet. So we'll see how it goes. So excited for you. And like, it is such a big step to go ahead and release product, obviously. Like for you, what has the process been like? How long did it take? And like, what made you decide to start with this? It really just happened super organically. Um, the the company reached out to me and I did a little vetting and decided that it sounded good. And 
um, you know, something I wanted to pursue. And then they gave me full creative freedom to kind of create whatever I wanted. Um, so we worked together. I worked really closely with them to make sure that, you know, every font was correct and the colors were kind of my aesthetic and something that I would want out on my desk. Uh, and so it just kind of happened really quickly. It was about a, a month and a half long process of me reviewing things every single day and making sure that there was no typos and that it all looked, you know, the way I wanted it to look. And it kind of wrapped up about a week ago and I just got it in the mail and it was very exciting. That is incredible. I'm so happy for you because <laughs> it just you. it aligns, you know, and something that everybody loves is a good planner. And I think you're following, like you said, they're really authentic to like who you are and like they're so I'm sure they're all going to love this just as much as I hope to love it. I hope so. Yeah, I, I think it's important to write down your goals frequently and, you know, a non-cheesy way and just make sure that you're checking in with yourself. And I wanted to provide a space for, for people to do that. So I'm excited. Amazing. I'm going to say I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> we are all excited. It's going to be amazing. So I'm so thrilled to start using it. Okay, so I guess moving on to a few questions I like to ask um, everyone, as in like the five people who I've had on this podcast, um, what is one societal norm that you found to not work for you and one that you kind of agree with and that does work for you? Ooh, okay. So I would say one that comes to mind right now, just cause it's super top of mind that I don't agree with is, you know, I think people have a stigma about working from home right now and how it's really hard and mm-hmm. you know they're ready to get back into the office, but I personally love it. And I feel like I'm so much more productive when I'm able to be at home and tackling a bunch of things at once. And I also love the access to a kitchen for my meals. So I can kind of create something for lunch or breakfast. That's a little bit healthier. And I spent a little more time on rather than just like an office microwave meal. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. you know super controversial, but I feel like a lot of people in my life are so ready to like get back to the real world and I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for something that I would agree with, I think the kind of natural order of like a couple or a life, um, like a family plan, as cliche as it is, my life is on that exact trajectory. I married my college sweetheart and mm-hmm. um got married and we're buying a house and then we're going to have a kid and we have a dog and it feels, you know, quote unquote basic, but I I think that it's really nice and it's okay to be traditional sometimes because I feel like right now there's, you know, a ton of different ways to love somebody, but you know, it's also okay to to keep it old school. Yeah. I mean, I personally love that answer just because I'm with my, I mean, we're both, oh my, I can't, I still don't think I've actually graduated college, but like my quote college <laughs> sweetheart. And so I love hearing just like the stories of people who end up together because it's like obviously what I'm hoping for. Um, but like on that same note, like what has been the like easiest and hardest thing that you have faced in like your personal relationship? Uh, I would say the easiest thing is just that he is like, I say this all the time, but he's truly my best friend. And so it's just like getting to live with your best friend, which is awesome. Um, And we have so much fun together and we just have grown up together. So it's been really nice to kind of tackle every big life thing together. Um, So that's been obviously easy and great. And then I think, you know, marriage is people say marriage is hard and I don't think all of it is hard by any means, but there are some hard things 
that, you know, I wasn't maybe prepared for like combining finances or, you know, figuring out who's going to do what chores and, oh, now we're changing chores because we changed houses and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so it's just, you know, making sure that you're always speaking kindly to each other, even when you're frustrated um, or you're kind of navigating new waters together. So overall, very good, very happy. I'm glad. It's beautiful to hear all sorts of success stories and everything. So I'm happy. You guys are next. You know, I hope so. I hope so at this point, but I love to see it. Um, I guess a quick question that I like just have for you is you recently like changed your Instagram bio from treating yeah. from into like treating a your anti-diet culture or treating your diet culture hangover as in anti-diet culture so yeah for you how did you I know it was a long journey for you but I know it's really scary to do that so for you what was like the biggest thing for you where you were like, I think I need to not only like make this change within my own life, but also share it with my community and sort of become someone that people can look to for advice on the topic. Yeah. And it's, it's weird being this like spokesperson for anti-diet culture after having, you know, started my account specifically for one diet, which I was following religiously. So it's something that I'm still navigating daily, but I think, you know, like I said, after my wedding, I, I really didn't know where I fit in, in the eating world because I didn't want to gain any weight back, but I also really didn't want to be as strict as I was being. And, you know, there was a long time period between then and now where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, keep eating Gigi crackers, but I'll also have a slice of pizza on the weekend. And like, that's fine when I wasn't realizing that the, the GG crackers or, you know, any low net carb foods were really keeping me in that diet space. And so it took me a while. And I think everything kind of blowing up this summer definitely catapulted that as well for me to understand how disordered some of my patterns were and some of the things I would, you know, post about or say, or how I would like navigate family get togethers were not normal and not how I was raised. Um, and not to say that, you know, I had any horrible reactions or anything, um, but it, it definitely messed with my mind. And so it's something that I've just kind of had to take a step back and say, look, you're going to spend some time eating whatever you want right now <laughs> to figure out kind of where you fit in um, in the diet world. And that's okay. And you may gain five pounds and that's also okay. But I think it's an important first step into intuitive eating or figuring out, you know, just how to eat without thinking about food 24 seven or how the food that you're eating is going to make you look or feel. And, you know, food was never this huge part of my life until this account. And I think part of the account was definitely me highlighting my meals. And so I was always thinking about my next meal and if it was healthy or not healthy, or if I was going to post the unhealthy thing, or if I should just only be posting healthy stuff. And it was just this vicious cycle in my brain on and offline of, you know, how and when and what I was going to eat next. And that was never how I was before. And it's not really how I want to be now. Food is just meant to like fuel me through my day, not be like this big stressful thing. Right. That is such a positive mindset shift. Yeah, it's been, it's been hard. Um, 
for sure. But I think it's getting easier every day to understand that I'm, I'm just like every other girl out there who wants to look really good, but not be, you know, disordered in the way they're eating. So I'm, I'm learning as I go and I'm documenting it for everybody else in my community who's in the same boat. That's amazing. That's amazing. We love to see it because it's been it's like <laughs> the reality of it is I think a lot of us feel like everyone who is an intuitive eater is like naturally has a quote perfect body. So it's hard to relate to them or everyone right. who is an in, um or the other spectrum of intuitive eaters like is so happy with their bodies and like I'm definitely not there yet either so it's important I guess for for people like you to showcase like the realities of making these decisions every day after you were in such a rigid decision making process that was like making the decisions for you yeah it's it's definitely taking back some control and just saying you know I'm a an adult woman and I can choose to treat my body well and how I know it should be treated or not. And every meal is a new chance to to get it right or get it wrong. And, you know, even the wrong, quote unquote, wrong or bad meals don't need to be this big, huge thing. I'll just move on to the next meal. Amazing. Love to see it. I love your mindset. <laughs> okay. So my second to last question for you would be, what is one resource it can be a book it can be a podcast it can be anything that like helped you grow exponentially this year oh I would have to say untamed no doubt it's a, a basic answer but it's so so powerful the it's a book by Glennon Doyle if you haven't read it or heard of it um it's truly life-changing which sounds dramatic but it's so good and she just talks about everything from addiction to divorce to motherhood and growing up and it's just a bunch of little short stories about her life and she just has such a cool way of looking at life and it's it's making me like excited to be a mom and raise you know better children and I don't know it just makes you want to be a better person and I don't really cry at books ever but I've cried a few times with that one so highly recommend it is so it is so good. My mom has been a huge Glennon Doyle fan for a long time. And I just like was in quarantine. So I decided to read it and I'm with you. The tears were shedding at this book. It's yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. Okay. So then I have a few rapid fire questions for you to end out the podcast. Do you, are you ready for that? Let me take a sip of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I definitely need some wine myself. After this All right, let's go. Okay, let's do it. The rapid fire question. So the first one is appetizers or dessert? Appetizers. Same. People have been saying dessert. I, I'm like not a huge sweets person. Me and neither. people DM me all the time and they're like, more recipes about dessert. And I'm like, oh, No, gross. I am so with you. I do not make desserts. Okay, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. But actually, I've been loving watching TikToks a lot lately, but definitely Instagram, obviously. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Favorite TV show of all time? The Office. Literally four of my guests have said that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. That's so funny. Okay. I can say a less a less popular. <laughs> no, be, be your true self. That's all right. Um, I love Dex. Too. Oh my god, that was the only other one. Oh my god, kill me. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's just funny that that's where we're at. Okay, so moving on. 
favorite podcast? Um, this one. Oh my god, thanks, Queen. Okay, but I love um my favorite murder, and I love Freckled Fruity. Uh, Diet starts tomorrow. I listen to podcasts like all day long. I think you and I have that in common. But I true crime podcasts are probably like my number one. So my favorite murder. Love it. Okay, I'm. You're stronger than I am because if I listen to that, I will probably lose like a year's worth of sleep. Uh, oh yeah. I- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Most important self-care practice. Ooh. Probably just my skincare routine because it's it's not just me obviously getting my makeup off, but I also use that time to like either finish up on podcasts or watch YouTube videos while I'm washing my face. So it's kind of like a little self-care ritual that actually is like fun for me to do at night. I love that. It's so it's such a calming moment too where it's like this is for myself and it's beautiful uh yeah okay so the final question is finish this sentence with something you want younger people to know you're too smart for believing everything you see on instagram stunning such a good reminder we all needed that reminder it's a it's a tough one (laughs) i'm reminding myself constantly and people will you know think things about me I'll think things about other people but at the end of the day Instagram is like one one thousandth of someone's day so it's important to remember exactly okay well please let me let us all know where we can find your new planner and you are at skinny hangover on Instagram correct anywhere else yes skinny hangover um and then if you click the link in my bio to my Amazon store you can find the planner and some little accessories to go with it and I'm sure I will be posting about it daily on stories. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really grateful to have this conversation with you and for everything you've done for me. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.